Hello everyone, this is John Prim. Welcome back. This is chapter 8, and it kind of goes along with chapter 7, which was called War, What's It Good For? This chapter is called Patriotism or Stupidity, Why the Army Recruits Stupid People. I thought long and hard about this uh, chapter title and its subtitle, and uh, I'm still going along with it because I think that uh, anyone with smarts certainly wouldn't want to be in the Army. Uh, this starts out with uh, a bad word uh, in it. Uh, there were other bad words in some of the other chapters. Uh, I kind of apologize for that. My mother liked my book, uh, but uh, she didn't like the language. But uh, it seems like you have to use a bad word now nowadays to get people to notice you. Anyway, this is Chapter 8, Patriotism or Stupidity. Chapter 8, Patriotism or Stupidity. Join the army and be all that you can be. Yeah, a fucking target. I don't recall where I heard that line, but it's a good line. It's short, truthful, and easy to remember. The army sure has changed within my lifetime. When I was the right age for being a soldier during the Vietnam War, I was drafted. The army wasn't a volunteer organization then and lots of college students like me, who were well aware of how stupid that war was, were being yanked from home as soon as we graduated from college. Then you had an army of pretty smart guys who didn't want to be in the army. I think the war didn't go well because of so many smart soldiers. An army needs soldiers who obey without question. A soldier who thinks and acts on his own really gums up the planning. Fast forward to today, and the draft is no more. Much to the amazement of the military, there are enough people dumb enough to volunteer. This is like having volunteer pawns or slaves who are willing to do the dirty work and risk death so that the rest of us don't have to. Our media leads one to believe that these selfless acts turned these poor schmucks into heroes. They indeed acted very heroically, and I'll be the first one in line to salute those that lived and thank them for their service. But the really sad thing is that no one had to die. We have been conditioned to believe that war and sacrifice are necessary components in our world. I don't buy that for a minute. The only reason a war happens is because we humans are too dumb to avoid it. Our men and women have died in the line of duty because all of us put together are stupid. I just don't understand why we can't be nice to each other. I can't stand black hip-hop music, and I think that Asians are terrible drivers. I think that Mexicans and Muslims have way too many children. I think that the English and the French are too proud and think that their shit doesn't stink. But I'm not going to shoot them. I may not want to live or drive through a gang-infested area of L.A., but I don't want to cause them any harm. Why can't we do the same thing in the world arena? I'd like to see us avoid other countries as much as possible. Some tourism would be okay, but armies should only exist in a defensive state. They should be banned from going into another country. I think one wonderful idea in Star Trek was that of the Prime Directive. What an intelligent piece of law. 
It was the policy of total non-interference with any planet's culture and people, and it was something that all Starfleet personnel had to swear to uphold. Star Trek is fiction, but so was a lot of literature from centuries past that has come to be. I'd like to think that someday we can all truly live in peace with those who are different. There will always be troublemakers. Look at how many times Jerusalem was attacked by jealous nations, how American colonists pushed the native Indians around, and how Hitler wanted to rid Germany of Jews, and how Bashar al-Assad of Syria is supposedly cleansing his own country of a particular denomination of Muslims. I say supposedly because there are internet postings that claim he's not doing that, and it is really the USA and NATO doing it to keep a war going. So who knows what is what? All I know is that I saw the remains of bomb buildings and lots of dead people on the evening news. I'm convinced that there is much the government isn't telling us. I'll go into more of that in a later chapter. I think there are just two modalities of government. Some governments have strict laws about what one can say and do, and then there are some that allow freedom of speech, the press, and the right to assemble and protest. Two completely different set of rules. But in my mind, that doesn't seem to matter very much. In one country, you simply aren't allowed to disagree, and in another country, you can protest all you want, and the government won't listen to you anyway. The end result is the same. The only difference is that the people in the country with the freedoms has just wasted huge amounts of time and energy trying to do the impossible. Will Congress ever vote to just have Social Security for themselves instead of their gigantic government pensions? No. Will the government ever let the press into Area 51? No. Will the government ever really seek a lasting peace that would put an end to the industrial military complex? What do you think? Well, that was kind of snippy of me. But anyway, uh, it expresses my feelings about the subject, as does my whole book. I don't know if this will change anything in the world, but I think it would be good if just a few people hear my thoughts and integrate that into their own thinking. Uh, the more people who think in the same direction, it will be that direction in which the world goes. See you next time.